right, welcome to the first episode of the Stay Tuned podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Abrahamian, and I have a special guest with me today. His name is Reese DeSoda, my roommate, longtime friend, teammate, basically everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, not, not everything. Not, every, not everything. <laughs> not everything at all. That is true. Um, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Sure. Say what's up. Hi. Uh, my name is Reese DeSoda. Uh, I'm originally from Denver, Colorado. Or south of Denver, technically. Um, 23 years old. I'm fifth year master student here at Stanford in chemical engineering. Uh, I was on the soccer team uh, all four years of my undergrad, where I majored in bioengineering. And yeah, I've been best friends with Andrew for five years. So excited to be here. Uh, I'm excited to have you here. Sweet. I also live with him, so you're technically always here. Yeah. But uh, I guess we'll start with a little background about who you are. We know you're a amazing soccer player, amazing student. You're at Stanford, now studying chemical engineering, master's student. But tell us a little bit about yourself. You said you're from Colorado, but who's your family? What's all that about? Yeah, absolutely. So kind of have international parents. Uh, both spend most of their lot, like adult lives kind of out of the United States. Oh, is that De Sota? De Sota, yes. And um yeah, they moved to Colorado together. They were actually working together in the Netherlands. And I have two step parents as well. So, And then I'm the only child, so I have no cousins on my entire dad's family. Okay. So I kind of grew up around adults and yeah, just a lot of time with myself. So, so you said separated. Parents were divorced. Mm-hmm. If you want to go, when did that happen? That was when I was two years old. Two years old, okay. Yeah. So and you've grown uh, up separate houses grown up separate houses and i think that just ties into kind of who i am today especially organization time management uh, yeah for sure moving 20 minutes during the week back and forth uh yeah practices that kind of thing just yeah definitely it's interesting experience for sure I especially too yeah as an only child too yeah that's probably tough what was it like as an only child you said you were around adults the whole time yeah a little bit about that you know what's funny is I've been doing job interviews recently and okay. I'm always more comfortable talking to kind of maybe the VPs or like the adults rather than yeah. people my age, like the analysts True. or whatnot. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe I, I'm just more used to it. And I know in that setting, in that context, I know how to like behave and talk rather than, you know, if you're giving me an interview, I would, it's hard to draw the line between <laughs> professionalism yeah. and regular around your peers so yeah definitely but yeah it's given me a it's good experience around that so and then for sure i don't know coming to college definitely had to learn to share my space (laughs) yeah that's true you you had your own room your own house basically yeah you're the boss absolutely um yeah so one question i want to ask everybody when they come on to the podcast is what have you been staying tuned into recently so in in the reese de life what have you been staying tuned into Okay. Give us a past week, two weeks, month. What have you been up to? Out of chemical engineering. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, I think these courses get really granular um, from just, you know, quantum mechanics to like transition state theory and a lot of chemical kinetics. Um, yeah. Sidebar real quick. This guy comes, you're writing a paper today. Yeah. And he goes, you want to hear the title <laughs> of my paper? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let me hear it. Do you want to tell everybody the title of your paper right sure. now? <laughs> Spectroscopic techniques 
for electrochemical CO2 reduction. I see that's I can't even repeat that because I forgot <laughs> half of the words of that and they're over my head. But the fact that this man knows that stuff is wild. It's cool. It's it's yeah. fun. Uh, I I enjoy it. I think. Yeah. I'll just say I'll stop there. I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. I'll say you stop there. I stopped at math twenty one <laughs> <laughs> when I got a C plus. Sorry, mom and dad, but that class is hard. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So you're studying chemical engineering, spending a lot of time on that, research, writing yeah. papers. Um, what's the life like as a grad student? So we were both undergrad. Mm-hmm. Hopefully most of our audience knows that. Mostly Stanford people yeah. for now. So Stanford friends. Um, but what was it like as a PhD, or not as a PhD, as a grad student, being in classes with PhDs mm-hmm. and just changing that next level of education? There's a lot to impact there, I think. First off, it's so, a lot of people are so focused on one thing, especially in a PhD, mm-hmm. uh, which was a big reason why I'm not doing one. Uh, Stopping I, after five years of college? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just a matter of you really are studying, getting really intense. And you, I mean, by the end, you can be a, become a world expert in something, like the best in the world yeah. about a certain specific topic. But you get that doctor. Doctor DeSoto. We all want that. Uh, We want that to happen. (laughs) It's good. I think there's a lot more intellectual vitality, and people are there for school. I think in the undergrad community, you're technically there for school, but Mm -hmm. there's so many other things between 18 and 22 that you're worried about and trying to learn and focused on, especially you know social life and just the newness of being on your own and individuality it's uh it's another level for sure which is cool yeah have you felt that yeah i've definitely felt it you brought up an interesting point about you're focused on like other things i think one thing as an undergrad specifically is meeting all these new people and making friends and all that we're in a unique case where we already did that Mm -hmm. and we're at the same place so if we were a new grad student somewhere yeah. else, we probably would want to build a community. But here it's been like, we already have that. So our focus shifted from that to more focused on school. I think that's personally. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Also not not being on the team anymore. Yeah. I, I think that's a, that was a big adjustment. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into that for a second. So Reese and I are both retired college athletes yep. from Stanford. <laughs> both played soccer. Um, but we're done now. And I finished this past fall, winter, mm-hmm. and you finished last spring. Yep. So he's got a little head start on me in the retired but still looking for a job world. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. But tell me about that transition a little bit, how that's been. Still ongoing for sure. I, th- I think a, a good word is, to simply put it, is lost. Mm-hmm. You lose the structure. You lose that community. Uh, especially during the summer, just going home and being like, wow, I don't need to train for anything. I don't need to work out. Uh, I actually have a summer where I can do whatever. (laughs) (laughs) True. Um, Not an ideal summer. We had COVID going on still though. Yeah. But, and um, I guess just redefining who I am. I think being a student athlete, you're almost living dual lives in a sense of you have school, and your priorities there, and you have sports. You have those two communities separated. And then a lot of people at Stanford have like 
frats or sororities, which kind of exacerbates the social life and responsibility. Yeah. But more to the point, just losing one dynamic of like one half of your personality almost and of your time too is very, it was jarring for sure. Uh, been a lot better. I was totally irresponsible for a decent a amount bit. of period there. Just, <laughs> yeah, once the structure and commitment leaves. Wow, I can go out on a Tuesday. Let me go out. Uh, yeah, we didn't know that about college. You can actually go out. Not on a Friday, on Saturday. A, yeah. Yeah, not Friday, <laughs> Saturday. You can actually go out on Tuesday. So you mentioned about your workouts after soccer. Yeah. How has that changed? Like We used to have structure of we have a lift card and they give it to us. You're yeah. lifting certain muscles for soccer purposes Mm -hmm. you're running for soccer purposes we have fitness tests how did that change after you're done playing i think one thing is just the motivations change Mm -hmm. absolutely uh learning to just not that i didn't do it before but learning to just like work out for yourself and kind of managing what's my intensity how much do i want to be doing what do i want to be doing because like you said i mean i think i put on a little muscle, a little weight, just in general. Yeah. Um, good and bad, but it's, Same. uh, <laughs> it's been good. I, I kind of realized towards the end of last year, I needed another incentive. And so I've, since January, I've started modeling actually. Yep. Uh, which I know been, this, they don't know this, but now you've been yeah. uh, a lot of fun. And it's, you know, it's that little extrinsic motivation to for sure stay fit. And it's been, uh, it also just feels good staying fit, you know? You're yeah. used to that for so long that it's yeah. kind of hard to. The one thing is, I'm still eating like I'm on the table, <laughs> which is a problem. <laughs> yeah, we had to take in, we ate so much. Like, if we tried to eat what we ate yeah. when we were playing, we would be fat. Definitely have to regulate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I also think at college it's a little harder to manage, like, your nutrition and, like, eating exactly what you want to eat because, I mean, any chance of free food, we're, like, let's grab onto that, you know? So Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so you brought up the new hot topic, if you will. You're modeling. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good-looking guy, I should say. But talk to me a little bit about that experience, getting into it. Mm-hmm. Have you been thinking about it? How did it happen? So, yeah, my lo- my looks have always uh, like, preceded <laughs> my everything in my life. First time people meet me, mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of what they take away yeah. um, for good and bad. It's If they don't remember my, ma- my name, it's, oh, it's your good-looking friend. Or, yeah. um, oh, what do you do? Like, you should model, right? Or, yeah. You know, even our coach would mention it. And... Uh, so looking I had like a, a, looking like a pretty boy. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a I had a job interview recently for a lab position. I was going to be a chemical engineer at a biotech company, and the lady, you know, probably five minutes in the interview, goes, "You don't look like a lab scientist. You look like you should be on Wall Street or something." Dang, and, looks like uh, Harvey Specter. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> but um. I don't know. Just an experience like that, for example, is an example of how looks have a big part to play in how people perceive you, even if they don't want to admit it. And uh, it's definitely been an experience in my life. 
But um, modeling's been fun, I think. You know, being on set with another model or two, having 15 to 30 people, like, looking at you, telling you what to do is... uh. It's a cool experience and definitely yeah. nerve wracking at first. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah, it's probably like, crazy. I've not experienced that. I definitely but... got stage fright a little bit, but then you're like, well, I got to do this. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, here I am. It's, um, um, it's cool. Yeah. So with that, the question that I want to ask a lot of people when they come on is what do you think is a common misconception that people have about you? Because a lot of people know you as like soccer player and Stanford mm-hmm. suit and all this stuff yeah. but there's also gossip that goes around and but that's not coming from you that's not who you are that's what people are saying so what do you think yeah. is a misconception that people say about that's a great Greece? question um it's actually some something i think about a lot uh my my looks definitely uh have an influence on everything in my life so when, you know, people meet me and they have ideas around who my character is or who I am uh, based on, you know, maybe know I'm an athlete or maybe looking at me um, or maybe they've heard things about who I've had relationships with or that kind of thing. Yeah. Heard and, you a model recently. Yeah. Uh, that comes with whatever. Yeah, definitely some preconceptions. It. But yeah. more to the point, I just, I think... I've definitely dealt with a lot in my life of people not knowing me saying things about me, uh, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's not a bad thing, but it, it is something, especially at Stanford, that uh, I've been confused by a little yeah. bit and that I wish maybe I've taken more onus on myself to like reach out to more people and whatnot. But yeah, definitely um, probably the intellectual vitality and like drive I have people are a little surprised by based on yeah the fact that I'm an athlete and the way I look and dress a certain way so yeah there's definitely a common I'm sure a bunch of our like audience feels that too there's like a common athlete stereotype Mm -hmm. in a way yeah that people are like oh they're not smart or oh they're just here to run around yeah and it's like no like this yeah, did you genuinely. hear the title of this guy's paper <laughs> like did you hear i i can't remember it but it was crazy <laughs> and we're here doing getting our master's degree mm-hmm. we're studying more than anything yeah and dr- like our drive on spring break this guy and i both finished a book like we're that's like how we are yeah know? exactly um but i guess to finish off if you have a message that you want to get out to the audience. You can take this camera right here. Just final word from Reese about yourself, about anything you want. Sure. Uh, still looking for a job, so if anyone has connections. <laughs> <laughs> no. <CEOs. laughs> but um, I hope people listening just feel free to reach out. I think Andrew is an amazing communicator. And um, definitely learned a lot from him. And uh, I have two months, month left at Stanford. So I would love to meet anyone who hasn't, I've never met before, or just rekindle some relationships that maybe have fallen. And um, yeah, I might be moving to Boston next year too. So if anyone has tips about that, let me know. <laughs> I mean, Boston? Boston. The Red Sox? <laughs> and I think, actually, I want to show this to yeah. everybody because this is a super meaningful gift. Reese, Kyle, and Zach, my close friends, got me for my birthday, and it's it's got a Bible verse and my name inscribed on it. First Samuel sixteen seven. If you want to look it up, 
in the Bible, but it's basically that man judges on physical appearance, attractiveness, whatever you want to call it, but God judges on the heart. And I yes, think sir. that's a goal of this podcast that I want people to actually see the heart, not just seeing people walk around. You actually get to hear substance. Um, yeah. So thank you for this gift. I still write with it. They got me this like four years ago. Yeah. So yeah, that's episode one. Thank you. My best friend Reese is here and we'll get it, get some more content going soon. Thank you, Reese. Sure.